It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. From NJ.com and the Star Ledger, welcome to the Rutgers Rant, your one-stop podcast for the Scarlet Knights. With your host, Steve Politi and Rutgers Insiders, Keith Sargent and James Cratch. Let's start shopping. Hello, everybody. Steve Politi here from NJ Advanced Media. Welcome back to the Rutgers Rant. Joined James Cratch, Keith Sargent. Fellas, this is the first podcast that is previewing a NCAA tournament team in Rutgers history, right? Oh, sorry. Did you have a podcast in 1991? I, I did. I yeah, did. What it was called back then. Um, it was the, I think it was the RU Screw podcast. I think we had it? the name beforehand. Right. I think, yeah, I think that did was. You have to call like a 976 number to get them. How, how would you deliver this to, to the readers in 1990, to the viewers in 1991? I just, just called out your window. Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> called up each uh, fan individually. So. Uh, Bob Wenzel, special guest on <laughs> Keith Sargent, 1991 podcast. All right, but then no, this is, this is a, a, a huge, huge couple weeks coming up in Rutgers sports history. You you really can't oversell it. Um, but I think, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't start with what has to be, you know, one of the signature victories in just a long time for the basketball program. And I was watching, you're watching this game. They're up, you know, big double digits in the second half. Minnesota starts rallying. I don't know how you guys were feeling about it, but you got to the moment where you're thinking, if they lose this game, you know, when that thought gets in your head, when that game is tied and it looks like Minnesota is going to pull, is going to steal this thing. I mean, Cratch, I don't know how the basketball program recovers from that loss if, if that happens. They don't. I mean, they, they just You're don't. Right. Look, I did not watch the game as closely as you guys. I had it on my iPad. I was at the Big Ten Wrestling Tournament, which we'll talk about later. But, no, I mean, they, they don't recover. Like, that, it's as simple as that. Like, yes, they would have, in theory, gone into the Big Ten Tournament with one more win and get in. But let's be real. They don't recover from that. Right. And win. I think that that's why this was so critical for them to get it. Because at this point, I know fans don't want to hear it or think about it. It's all gravy at this point. They're in. They're going to hear their name called on Selection Sunday. Right. They're going to be in the dance. The, you know, as long as you know, nothing happens COVID-related, like, they're going to play the game. And this is all over now. The, it's all off their back. They can move on now. And they have to thank for that, Sarge. Obviously, just an, an epic performance by Jacob Young. You know, I mean, I, I wrote about the steal he made at the end of regulation when it was, I mean, that was a layup and a victory for Minnesota if, if he doesn't get that ball. But not just that, but just the way he controlled the offense. You know, he, he, he scored the first basket in overtime, assisted on the next two. And he, he was just, he, you know, I don't think, 
a guy who knows, Ron Garuti, and I'm sure he's a listener, guy who's seen a lot of Rutgers athletics, a lot of Lack Rutgers sports team. He texted me and said he can't remember a perf- single individual performance better than that. And he goes more clutch than that. And he goes back to obviously the days of, of Valvano and Young. I mean, what, what, can, what can you say about just the way he, he played, Sarge? Um, tremendous. I mean, um, well, first off, I mean, if Rutgers fans ever wanted to Oprah our text messages. I mean, it would, it would, it, you know, it was. You think our, tw- our tweets are bad. You should see our text chains. Oh my God, we're rewriting them off. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it was like a train wreck, as a slow moving train wreck, uh, you know, as, as Minnesota's rallying, uh, you know, d- down the stretch. And just, my God, there's a great uh, screen grab of, of, you know, how Minnesota basically had two guys breaking uh, free and if Jacob Young doesn't close the gap and, and get that ball uh, steal that ball you know that's a layup they, they, you know and the game's over and you know we're talking about the most devastating loss in in, in, in you know Rutgers history so um, just an unbelievable performance he you know he, he just was a calm steadying presence credit to to, to uh, Steve Peichel for riding him you yeah. know and putting the ball in his hands in overtime that was you know he he, he sensed you know <laughs> that you know the, the, this is a game that you, you need Jacob Young to, to step up and win. All right. And that gets us to the point now where maybe they can go in the Big Ten tournament. There's no pressure on them now. They, they're in. They know they're in the field. You know, I, they, 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 I don't know. Everyone seems to think they got a break. <laughs> you know, when, when Penn State up, upset uh, Maryland last night, they will play Indiana as the number seven seed. A t- Indiana team that obviously uh, is not going to make the tournament. has been playing poorly. A team they've beaten twice already. What do you think, Cratch? Is this is this the matchup they most likely would have wanted? I guess so. I mean, look, I don't think you want to play Michigan State. But, again, again, I don't think it really matters. You know, like, the one negative is that beating Indiana a third time, even if they do it, is probably not going to do a tremendous amount of good for their seeding. And, honestly, I'm from the school of thought that now that you're in a tournament, who cares about this game? In fact, it might be advantageous to Rutgers to kind of – you never want to play to lose, but to not win this game and just get back to the hotel, get in the bubble, stay safe, and get ready for the tournament. I mean, cra- right, so- cra- well, first off, we care, Kalidi and I, because if they lose on Thursday and we have to fly back on Friday, that that takes away another meal on on, on the road that Kalidi and I would have on Friday. You know, Friday. I mean, just that is what what was Crash talking about? I, I just I don't know. You know. He just he doesn't think he doesn't think about the shrimp cocktail. That's what he's not. His <laughs> eyes not on the prize. Well, you know, Indianapolis. Was... My first meal out since last year in Indianapolis. By the way, it's the last time I ate a restaurant. You guys are going to see each other. We're going to see. We're going to we see will. each other. We will. It's amazing. I can't, it's just going to be. I'm going to hug. I'm going to. I'm going to put my mask on and give you a big fat hug. Sorry, that's where. I, that's how I feel. Ah, right. That's how I feel about. Uh, but yeah. But I mean. So I. So I tweeted this. This is a good piece of trivia for you, Sarge. All right. Sure. So I tweeted it that it's hard to beat a team three times in a season. Uh, several of my Twitter followers replied with evidence that it is not that actually the, the the team that won the first two wins the third game 70 percent of the time by my best by my best research Rutgers has only done this beating the team three times in a season once in the last like 31 years I'm sure you covered it can you tell me what it was wow um no off the top of my head I can't night not ancient history I give you the season 2013-14 2013-14 uh, this would have been, yeah, the Big East as it was crumbling. You no, know, yeah, the American AAC, Athletic Conference, yeah, AAC, um, whatever it was called then. Uh, I I don't know. Have a guess. Houston? You got a guess? Give, give it to me, Cratch. 
South Florida. Yes, it was South Florida. Oh, wow. That's He's a good South call. Florida three times that year. I don't know how many wins they had. I just want to make good. I did not cheat on that. I literally was like, okay, 13-14 AAC. What's the crappiest basketball the team? It was probably in that league at that point. What, what, was Florida. Ma- was Matt Grothy uh, playing playing for uh, South Florida? Was Jim Levitt uh, the, the the coach or no? Nah, that's I'm, football, by the way. That's, that's football, right? All right. So there you go. There's the trivia. So it hasn't happened a lot, but certainly you would think that they are capable of doing it this time. Um, uh, and if they do it, well, then you get they get Illinois, and I'm not sure that that's a better thing than playing Michigan. Certainly, Illinois looks like they're the hottest team in the league. They've already beaten them once. But you're right, Cratch. You make a great point about this. It is all gravy. I don't think, and this is the next thing we'll talk about here, I don't think they can do a lot to improve their seating. Am I wrong by that, Sarge? I mean, if they win, I guess if they beat Indiana and beat Illinois, maybe you're talking about a 7C, but it seems like right now, based on all the projections, they're sort of entrenched in the 8-9 area. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I, look, I mean, if they, they win, it, you know, winning a game is never a bad thing. Um, and, and, you know, I, I sometimes look at, uh, these, you know, bracketologists and, you know, I know they, you know, they're, you know, they're pretty good at what they do, but, um, sometimes I, I think, you know, once it gets down to the nitty gritty, I think this, uh, selection committee has a way of, of, you know, defying all, all that logic that, uh, everyone else does leading into it. It's kind of like all these NFL mock drafts and, you know, all, all that goes out the window, like five minutes into the NFL draft. Right. right so, absolutely. um, I, I think, you know, winning a game is, is never a bad thing. I, I, I disagree with Cratch. You know, I, I can understand where if you're a team like Michigan, maybe, you know, it doesn't really matter. They probably already have a, uh, a number one seed for the NCAA tournament. Um, Illinois, uh, you know, perhaps as well. But, you know, for, for, for a team like Rutgers, just get some mo- uh, more momentum and build off the, uh, you know, the uh, Minnesota win. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, I, a lot of talk about the eight-line, eight-nine line, I was looking at today, Gonzaga hasn't, hasn't lost a game by double digits since, like, December. This is, I mean, by less than double digits. Sorry, hasn't, hasn't lost a game at all, of course. Have, have won every game by, by double digits or more since December. Uh, they're, they're an incredible team. Baylor, a, a level below, but still, I mean, those are obviously the two best teams in the country. You know, there's something about that, though. And I, I guess if you're an eight-nine and you win, the, you win that first game, I mean, take your shot early, right? I mean, there, there's a, a history of number one seeds going down before the Sweet 16. I mean, you can, you can certainly make a list of some of the bigger upsets in college basketball history were in that game. I mean, Cratch, why not, right? I mean, catch, catch him before they get, their, they get their feet down in this tournament. No, I, I think there's a logic to that. I mean, look, I, just, I would not want to play Gonzaga. Baylor – Baylor's a very good team, obviously, but the thing about Baylor is, and, and people, there's been a lot of talk about this because obviously we don't know what's going to happen in Indiana. You know, Scott Drew is a guy, you know, Indiana guy whose name has kind of come up tied to the Hoosiers if they make a move. They don't necessarily have like incredible talent on that team. They're just a really good college basketball team. So maybe you're not as afraid of Baylor as, you know, you should be, or people would think you are, but no, I mean, I, look, I, I've always said, like, I think the best seed for this team would be like in the seven ten game because right. they would get a two seed in the first round that, you know, and that would be a more manageable matchup. But again, yeah. I mean, like if you can be in the eight, nine game, I think that is something that you take. I mean, you take any seed at this point, of course. but I don't think that there's a concern of, Oh, if they lose Indiana, they slip to 11. Like even then I'd be like that, that's fine. 
Right, right. And if they, they yeah, if they, you're right. If, then if, if they're in the 7 10 as a 10, well, that's still the toss up game of the first game. And they, maybe, that's, maybe that's a better situation for them. They would play an Alabama or what are the two seeds now? It's a team along, the, along those levels that certainly is not as dominant, but still, you know, obviously a difficult matchup in the second round. And let's uh, just take a pause real quick. Yeah. We are actually talking about Rutgers seeding. It, it is amazing. It really is. You know, as, as someone who's covered this for 20 years, you've been covering just as long, Plitty. It's just a, a, an amazing, you know, Rutgers fans should re, be rejoicing as they are. I mean, but this is just, we're actually talking about this as just a fact that yeah. it's, it's not even a question that they're in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and coming from the background that, you know, I'm, I, I would – from North Carolina working down there, just how much fun it is professionally to cover it. You know, I mean, when I came back up here in 1998, I kind of, I lost that in the final fours for us, but it's a different thing when you've got, when you've got a horse in the race than it is when you're just a guy dropping in and you're covering whoever wins or loses. And the closest I came, like Princeton, we covered a few times. I've covered FDU. I've covered Monmouth for us in the NCAA tournament and went to Dayton with Monmouth in the play and, you know, the, the first four, but this Seton Hall, of course, you know, a couple of times, but this will be the first time for Rutgers. So it'll be, it's going to be a lot of fun guys. I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's do some true-false. You ready? Let's ready? go. True-false. You know the rules, yeah. obviously. Here we go. True or false? The key to a successful March run for Rutgers, making three-pointers. Cratch, true or false? True. Sarge, true or false? True. Yeah, true. All right. True or false? The key to a successful March for Rutgers, improving the rebounding margin. Cratch, true or false? False. False. Sarge? Are we talking one key, the, the the top key, or I mean, I think that's probably true as well. It's probably true as well. Yeah, I think either way, it's okay. definitely true. Yeah. All right. Here's my final one on this. As you know, I like to do things in threes. True or false? The key to a successful March for Rutgers: Ron Harper finding his game. Cratch. <laughs> true or false? Uh, since we're doing more than one key, true. Yeah, that's just true. Yeah, Sarge. Yeah, I think they need they need some element of all those, and we'll talk more about just what, what has to happen to get this team back in the right way. All right, true or false? Forget the Big Ten tournament. Rutgers should mail it in and sequester. Crash, this was your idea. True or false? True. Oh man, that's such <laughs> Sorry, a bad take. That's such a th- it is a bad take. That's a tough take. Why wouldn't they? If they won the Big Ten tournament, it would be the greatest accomplishment in Rutgers basketball history since the Final Four. I mean, that would be. I understand that, that, but take a banner. Right. Yes, it's a it's, no. Actually, actually, it's it's. I mean, it could it would be a banner, but Rutgers have to make the banner because I think uh, Graham Couch from the Lansing Journal always says that the regular season champion is the champion of the Big Ten identifies, no. so, right? You know, recognizes. No, here's my thing. I just feel like I said I said it. I think the last podcast. These conference tournaments just feel like an unnecessary risk in the age of COVID nineteen. True. So. Go out there, you know, I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm not saying, you know, you completely tank it, but go out there, you know, if you lose the game, great, you know, you know, try, try some things, mix and match, and then go to the hotel and just stay safe and practice. You know, you're like, if I were Rutgers, I'd be okay. We're, you know, play the first round game, lose it, do what we got to do for the TV money. Cause that's really what this is all about. And then like, I don't know, find like a courtyard somewhere, you know, an hour out of the city, right. To buy the whole thing out and just turn it into like, you know, like it'd be wow. fun. It'd be like Rocky Four, you know, just like just go out there in the middle of nowhere and just prepare for this this big fight coming up. 
That's a hist- Sounds like fun. Hist- historically bad take by this is really like the worst. It kept keeps like getting worse. Now we're leaving Indianapolis. <laughs> and he's trying to go to Gary, Indiana, some courtyard. And like, just keep on. Just it just gets all right. Now this is memorable. You know, it's great. <laughs> Wow. All right. Let's keep going because we'll spend more time on that one. All right. True or false? The Big Ten tournament will have a surprise winner. It won't be Michigan or Illinois. Cratch. True or false? Uh, true. All right. Find out who you think it's going to be. Sorry. True or false? False. False. Michigan. Uh, it, it's, I think it's going to be Illinois. Cratch, who do you think it's going to be? Michigan State. It's March. It's Tom. Wow. Come on. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. This is too, too bad. I'll tell you, like, really I don't. Michigan again? They're going to be Michigan again three days after they – like, come on. Yeah, why not? No, like, yeah. as I said, like, the minute Fonseca said they stunk, and then I was <laughs> like, oh, we'll see. <laughs> you know, we'll see. You know, like, yeah, like, ever since they Fonseca beat Fonseca hasn't been allowed back on the, on the pod yeah. since he said won, – Ever since they beat Rutgers that first done. time, like, you know what? We're going to be sitting here on the pod in March in the Sweet 16, and, and they're going to be in the Sweet 16. This is what Tom Izzo does. <clears throat> True or false, C. Vivian Stringer should be the Big Ten's Coach of the Year of women's basketball. Cratch. True. True. Hundred percent. I think it's yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Who, yes. Who's the who's the next who's the next top candidate? Oh, well, Brenda Freeze uh, from Maryland. Okay. Uh, they won it six of the last seven years, and they ah, won it on. again. They were picked to finish second. Indiana was picked to finish first. Uh, Rutgers was not picked. Um, I know true and false were only supposed to, but it's I'm going to deviate broken a little up the bit here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Rutgers was nowhere to be found in, in, in the big 10 preseason poll. You yeah, know, they do a top five ranking Rutgers was not, um, they got received one, uh, measly vote in the AP top 25. They won nine in a row now finished third in the, um, uh, standings, uh, top three seed. They're probably in line. Um, you know, if you look at the NCAA net ranking they're you know, they're ranked 11th in there. They're probably in line for either three or four seed and, you know, in the NCAA tournament, which would be the highest seed since they've had since 2008. Um, and, and really when you look at the makeup of the roster, they have seven freshmen on the team. Right. And, um, they've really gotten better. They had a third, 34 day COVID pause. Yeah. Uh, let's not forget that. Um, they haven't lost a game since they came back. Um, you can make a case that this is, you know, her, her best coaching, uh, job since you know the final four run back in uh 2007 so uh just really a remarkable uh job she should be the uh big Ten coach of the year normally it goes to 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 the champion so brenda freeze will you know will likely get it but um if if you're a, a women's basketball um voter which you know for, from a big ten, all big 10 team i you know i did vote for her um but if you if you're a, a, a you know a follower and, and you know you've been following it and you're you know you have your finger on the pulse, I mean she's the coach of the year. All right, true or false? Rutgers will have three All Americans in wrestling. Cratch, you're the only one possibly educated enough to answer this. True or false? True. I mean, I had, you know, Mike Van Brill, John Pazanski, Sebastian Rivera all looked like All American, you know, type wrestlers this weekend at the Big Ten title. Okay tournament all took third so yeah I, I think they will they will do it and it'll be historic they never had three and i think th- this team was a lot of people a lot of there's a lot of doubters about you know the success team obviously didn't want to duel me had the long COVID pause they really had a, a, a good tournament as a team out there uh, in state college this weekend i i think there's a lot of optimism now going into nationals all right and finally true or false i will find a way to eat at st animals at least three times this month Cratch, true or false true 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 sarge um it's a hundred percent true now you know what this is this is i threw a little curveball you i'm gonna go false here only because 
again, I have not physically eaten in a restaurant in like in a year. I'm going to, I'm going to have to get a different, this, Indianapolis is a good restaurant town. I'm going to want to, we're there for several days. I'm going to want to get some other meals too, you know. Does COVID just not exist in Indiana? Apparently not. No, I've been reading up. I think it's, I think it's, it's okay. It's a-okay there. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Open for business. 8,000 tickets sold. Restaurants seem to be open. Yeah. God. Good news. Right. I'm sure my wife will understand that I just, you know, there's no COVID in the end, honey. Good news. All right. Uh, let's, I think we want to talk about there. Um, I mean, the, the keys to this team, and I think that's, we maybe just go do a little nerdy basketball here, which Fonseca was on. I will say, like, it, it is the thing that, it, that uh, reminds you when this team rebounds well and plays defense well, it really, it'll be in every game. And the, the times that they have not done that have been the times when you start, all right, well, I think Minnesota got back in that game on a lot of reasons because it was rebounding better than, than Rutgers, you know, um, and making threes as well. Fonseca had a good chart about just the, how, how that the three-point shooting percentage has dropped significantly. I guess it's not a surprise because we didn't think they'd be a good three-point shooting team, uh, but you've got to be able to make, just make a, Big basket, and when when I the, they got that big lead against Minnesota, Geo Baker was pulling up from the you know corner. I think he needs to shoot more. I think the team's better when he's when he's got the ball in his hands and he's he's, he's trying to score. You know, didn't do enough of it in the second half. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, we probably left one out. I mean, the defensive, you know, what they did against Minnesota, um, especially in the first half, was yeah. was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, that's going to be a key, you know, um, as always with, with, with Rutgers. But, you know, three-pointers are, are you know, <laughs> it's, going to be, it's going to be the name of the game for this team. And getting to the free-throw line and, you know, making their free-throws because they are an awful free-throw uh, shooting team. Um, they don't get to the line enough, and, and they, they allow too many free-throws. So, you know, winning that, that battle, you know, at the, you know, in the box score, you know, at the end of every game is going to be key as well. All right, guys, I think we've covered everything else. Let's dive into some Rutgers Insider questions, shall we? As always, nj.com slash insider. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for talking to us, chatting with us, interacting. And as always, thanks for your questions. We've got a bunch of good ones here. Uh, this is my favorite one. I want to know what each of you were doing in 1991 when Rutgers last made the tournament. I was pledging my fraternity at Rutgers, and some of the brothers were going down to the game and asked me if I wanted to go. I told them no because I suspected they were going to leave me somewhere to find my way home from Georgia. <laughs> to which they responded, yeah, you're probably right. We'll totally do that to you. So I watched the game from a fraternity house on spring break. Good stuff. I love it. Um, where were you, Sarge? Do you remember where you were in 1991? I was a freshman in high school. Were you really? I was. God, you're, you're that much younger than me. What were you, what were you doing? There? Baseball? It was, it was Probably. In high school. So yeah. you played baseball? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. I don't remember what right. I was doing. The, the, I, I did a story, you know, a few years ago. And, you know, I remember, like, this was pre, like, you know, you have a watch party and all the other stuff. And Mark Peterson, who was on that team, like, he, he went to a – he was at a Wendy's on campus when, 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 when the show, it was so, you know, just, okay, well, just let us know who we're playing. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. right. Cause they just made it two years earlier. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that a big of a deal. Crash, what are you doing in 1991? I was like 16 months old. Okay. So you don't remember. No, I don't. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I cannot give you many fond memories of the uh, Scarlet Knights yeah. run to the big dance in 1991. There you go. Yeah, I was a freshman, freshman in college. 
That was a great, I tell you, 1991 was a good year. That was fun. That was a good time. Carolina made the final four. It was my first exposure to big time college basketball. Um, Did you cover it? Kansas. No, I was not yet. Uh, I, I covered the year uh, three years later before they won the national championship in 1993, and I covered 94 for the for the newspaper when they lost in the second round. A big what was upset. the year, go, was the year that they beat Michigan? What was the it year? Was 93. That they 93, that's what I thought. The timeout, the Chris, yeah, the Chris yeah. Robert timeout. And the next year, they had, when they had almost that entire team back, Am Rasheed Wallace and Jerry Stackhouse lost to – a number nine seeded Boston College in the second round, which is why wow. when you think about the eight nine game, it is not impossible to uh, you know to not advance there. It was one of the biggest upsets at the time. So there you go. Good question. Thank you for that one. Uh, all right, let's dive into another one about nineteen ninety one. How likely are the last two years the beginning of something rather than the end? I was at Rutgers when Wenzel came in. We felt like now in 91 which i guess his way of saying is like okay is that was the end of something right that team did not go anywhere the program fell apart what's was fire Wenzel was fired i think what four or five years later what do you think sarge is this is this more likely to begin the start of something or is this you know a window kind of will close here when this team is done oh the start start yeah, absolutely. To start something, uh, when we've talked about this, I think last week. Yeah, when you talk about like the, re- the resources that are in place with this program, and absolutely, uh, you know, this is a program that's on the rise. You no, know, regardless of what happens with the roster defections, that we'll probably, you know, talk. You know, at, you know, when, when when the smoke clears on the season, but um, you know. <laughs> it's never going to be easy uh, for for you know the, the, this program. Will they ever get to a point where um, you know they're they're perennial top two, three teams in the Big Ten? Maybe not, but I don't know who is at this point because like you know Illinois, you know, and Michigan are are, are having uh, nice little runs here, but you know Illinois, you know, they're you know, not 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 too long ago they were you know in the bottom three of the uh, Big Ten. So you know, I think you know this 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 is a program that will have an opportunity now, and this will be a launching uh, point for the program. Crash, do you agree? And the point I will make to, to start as a counter, I, I don't know if they're recruiting at a level yet where they will be a tournament team every year, right? This is a unique group. What do you think, Crash? Where, where do you fall? I don't think they're going to be a tournament team every year. I, I think that it's started something in a sense that I, I feel like they're on a pretty good, you know, kind of cycle now where, you know, this is, I believe this is, correct me if I'm wrong, this is, you know, year five for Peichel. He's made the tournament, if you want to count last year, two times. So, you know, maybe maybe you kind of go back to the start of the cycle and over the next season or two seasons, but then you're at the point where you've got, you know, if you're Rutgers and you can say every five years we're going to go to the big dance two to three times, I, I think that's pretty good, and that's about where, you know, Rutgers realistically should be at this point in time. And obviously if the recruiting picks up, then maybe you can get more. All right, an, another 1991 question. This is fun stuff. All right, which team? Which team would you like better, the current team or the 1991 team? Just got to go back and look at that 1991 team. Can, Sarge, can you tell me the leading score? Oh God, I cannot. Keith Hughes. I cover Keith Hughes. 21 too, and points, he the, 10 the late rebounds. Keith Hughes Carteret. Yes. Bad job. Uh, yep. Bad Earl job. I Duncan. Bad job. I made. 15 yep. and yes. 15 points. A guard. Uh, center Brent yep. Dabbs, 6'10, 13 points. So, I mean, you know, Craig Carter, former assistant, obviously, yep. uh, Tom Savage. It's got some team. I mean, based on strictly nothing else except 
Um, the conference they had to play in, I would think I would take the current team. I mean, that, that you know, the Big Ten of this era was certainly better than the Atlantic Ten back then. What do you think, Sarge? It was Craig Carter, by the way, who was at the Wendy's, not Mark Peterson. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It just had a moment, senior moment, I think. It happens. Um, no, I think, God, I'd have to really break down and study. Like I said, I was in high school at the time that the 91 team was, was, uh, in the NCAA tournament. Um, my gut tells me that this team might be a little bit more, um, uh, proficient and ready to, to, to make a run and win a game, um, in, in, in the NCAA tournament, um, just based on experience. Um, and I know they're heckle and jide. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I completely get it. And, you know, if, <laughs> again, if the ball, Jacob Young doesn't set up in that pass, we're having a totally different conversation. Oh, boy, are we ever. Yeah. Completely get it. I just kind of feel, and, uh, you know, I credit Aaron Brightman for, for kind of asking the, the question, you know, post-game um, the other day. I kind of feel that, like we might see a different team now, that the, uh, the, the weight has been lifted. You know, they're, they're done answering the, the NCAA question. They're in now. I think they're going to be able to play more free. I think we're just going to see a, a, a different team. I could be wrong. Again, this team is very tough to, to, to figure out, but I kind of think that, they're, that you know, this team might be a little bit more poised to, to, to win a game or, or two in the NCAA tournament. Now, when you were – I know you were watching, even though you're 16 months old. I, I, can, I can see you sitting in front of the radio as, as Francesca was talking about it in your formative years. Can you, can you picture this, Sarge? You've got like a, a diapered cratch sitting there next to like a transistor radio as, as dog and, 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 and Francesca argued about the uh, 91 Rutgers team. I kind of closer to reality than you think, but anyway. yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's why I know exactly. Yeah, I believe it. Sure, sure. Yeah, look, look I, I, I agree with what Sarge said. I think there's a chance this team kind of plays freer. I, I think the one thing that I, I definitely think Geo seems to realize is that there. This is how like a lot of these guys. We, we think there's going to be changes with this team. You know, like this is the last time this team, this group, is going to be together, and this is what they're going to be remembered on. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's something that probably impacts them too, that, you know, now like it's, it's all over. Like this is about the legacy now and what people are going to remember about this team. So, you know, I feel like, you know, like it's kind of weird. Like I'm, it's, I'm going to really up the class of this podcast here, but that Langston Hughes poem dream deferred. Like I was thinking yeah. about like that kind of <laughs> describes this team, you know, they, that, last year like they've been on this two-year journey to kind of realize their dream and it could have blown up on them and it almost did you know if, if Jacob Young doesn't pick off that pass it, it probably does blow up on them but they kind of survived that and now they can kind of take off with a fresh start and play free and see what they can do good job by you good job by you Cratch. thank you um, all right uh, more questions uh, here's one for you Sarge uh, what does the what does Rutgers get from the NCAA tournament and the Big Ten tournament if they win? Is are there any financial uh, incentives for the team um, for winning a game, or is it all in the pool? Uh, that's a good question. I'm going to have to get the. That's a really good question. Um, I do believe uh, that when you look at the line item, that there is uh, more money that goes to you uh, from from the uh, con- conference. Um, but I could be wrong, but I believe that uh, that that is the case that if they were to uh, just make the NCAA tournament, that they they they, they do get a little uh, bit of a bump um, in their uh, conference uh, distribution. 
How will we know? We've never seen that before. So well, I do believe that time. I believe that there's like the blocks in terms of like it for, it's for the conference. I believe if your team teams advance in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So while, while Rutgers right. like like if Rutgers wins their first round game, they won't directly get a, ch- a check, but the big. 10 will get cut a check, then gets divided up 14 ways, I believe. And then Rutgers obviously gets part of that. All right, one more, good, a couple more good ones here. We all know too well the history of Rutgers sports being as unclutch as you can get. So outside of Ashenault, Suriano, has there been a bigger individual effort with as much on the line as Jacob Young's on Saturday? Um, all sports? Yeah, anybody. Go ahead. Yeah, t- uh, Todd, Todd Frazier, 2007. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, yep, uh, absolutely. Uh, Big um, East tournament um, just was, you know, bad over 500 just was at, as, you know, hit, right. you know, three, four home runs and just was, he was un- unbelievable. One of the best individual performance I've ever seen. Is there seen. a football, football one? Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe, you know, um, yeah. Uh, Leonard and... yeah, I'm thinking Leonard in, 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 in 2006, was there a defining game? I don't know. Um, I, don't know. Um, I mean, right. If you're just talking about like one bowl game, uh, Ray Rice, you know, the 200 plus yards in the international bowl, but it was the international bowl. So um, does Ito count? Even though he had, he had a second try at it in that moment, it's one field goal though. It's a clutch moment, but is it? Is it yeah, that's a good question. It's a good question. No, uh, no, the best individual performance I've ever seen was was um, it, w- it would be two. It, w- it was definitely Todd Frazier's number one. Quincy Doobie in the N- NIT oh, wow. against Iowa State was was pretty spectacular um, as far as you know w- one game, um, and it was the NIT you know, got him to the uh, championship game. Right. I'm sure we're missing one in women's basketball. There has to be a bunch of those. So uh, send, us a, send us a text if you can think of one. Uh, all right. Here's another non-question uh, about basketball. Does one or more Rutgers Olympic sports teams currently have a chance to contend for a regular season title in this topsy-turvy spring season? That's a good question. Yep. Crash, what do you got? Who, 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 could win, uh, who could win a regular season Big Ten title? I would say that the men's lacrosse team probably looks like the best contender at this point. They're, they're really on a roll, although they're going to you know, that season is a kind of a, it's going to progress because they're going to play everyone in the big 10. My understanding is one time and then they're going to flip the schedule and do it again. I, I would say they have the best shot. I mean, look, I think the, the women at this point, women's basketball team definitely has a great shot. You know, they're with a double buy, they're going to be in that position. You know, I just, one thing Rutgers baseball had a hell of an opening weekend, you know, going two and two, Bats broken out, you know, really pitched well against Indiana. Uh, I know Sarge is watching those games. He can speak more to it. So I think they showed that they could really potentially have a, a really strong season. I don't know what that means. You know, the Big Ten being one of the, I think the only other one of two leagues in the country that's only playing conference only. Don't know how that's going to translate to an overall win loss or to an NCAA, you know, regional resume. But they had a really strong start as well. Yeah, women's soccer too will have a chance because uh, they're. Yeah, it, it, it's a pretty uh, uh, balanced conference right now, but women's soccer still has a, enough talent in that program that they'll have an opportunity as well. But men's lacrosse, for sure. I mean, they, they look like they have the, uh, you know, the, the, the goods right now. The fact that there's more than one answer to that question is a good sign for Rutgers, certainly. All right, thanks, everyone, for your questions. We really appreciate it. Um, we've got some more stuff we can dive in here. Uh, I wanted to talk football really quick, guys. Um, Another big commitment for Greg Schiano, another you know, six-rated prospect in New Jersey, a guy who's got a bunch of offers, four-star, Kenny Fletcher. Um, that, you know, just following the trend, that's two, two four-stars in a row, I think, Crutch. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is 
one of their quarterback targets, the number four recruit in the state, uh, Stephen Jelly from uh, from Bergen Catholic, uh, went to Notre Dame. Cratch, overall, what are your thoughts here on how this recruiting is going? Are good signs, bad signs? And is there still a concern about getting that quarterback? Yeah, I think that at this point, you know, the, the quarterback dominoes are starting to fall. And, you know, you've got Braden Davis and, and Gavin Wimsat still on the board. But if Rutgers doesn't get either of those kids, you know, you have to kind of wonder, have they struck out on all their top quarterback targets? And do they now have to move into the second tier? And as we've discussed, you know, too many times to count on this podcast. Rutgers has to get a quarterback that can be a multi-year starter, face of the program guy in this 2022 class. They have to do it. And right now, it's not over yet, but you know, guys are starting to come off the board and go elsewhere, and Rutgers still doesn't have one after not getting a scholarship quarterback in a 2021 cycle. It's still encouraging, though, Sarge, right? I mean, I mean you know, they're getting guys that they – they weren't getting, and I like the fact that they're jumping on some of these guys early. Uh, you know, and I think we both agree that the, you know, the, the the getting big people in that program was was an enormous thing, and they seem to be doing that. Absolutely, I, absolutely, I, I I agree. But with Cratch on what, what, his assessment with the quarterback uh, thing, it's not a you know a, a huge um, issue at this point, but it yeah has makings to be because they definitely need a. Uh, you know, a game-changing uh, quarterback for in this recruiting class. And look, I mean, recruiting, uh, a lot of people are just going to talk about, like, you know, the high school recruiting. But we, we've seen now that, like, with the, with the transfer portal, it's just such a different landscape now that, you know, um, teams, you know, not just Rutgers, but across the board are going to be able to kind of, you know, uh, get guys that, you know, on, on the margins and, and be able to kind of bolster a recruiting uh, class that way. So I wouldn't be surprised if – if Rutgers does strike out on you know on the, on the top couple guys, maybe they hit the transfer portal as well. The one thing I will say about the portal and the quarterbacks is they need to continue to make offensive progress to be able to market themselves more effectively to the you know the top quarterbacks that enter the portal. I don't think they're there yet. And my question would be if it's almost like a chicken and egg thing. Like if they don't get the <laughs> the quarterback that can take that offense to the next level, then how are they going to sell themselves to a guy in the portal? You know, a guy like Jack Cohn, you know, Jack Cohn, you know, Rutgers was in on him, but when Jack Cohn is looking at Notre Dame and looking at Rutgers, where does he think, you know, and I objectively, I think anyone would agree with this, what's going to put him in a better position to be like Mac Jones and be a first round pick potentially in a year. The one, the one thing I'd argue, and we're, we're just talking about the grad transfer portal that has all that's existed the last couple of years, but now that the NCA, um, it, you know, the, the, the one-time waiver rule, um, that's going to change everything because, you know, especially at quarterback where, where guys who are second and third stringers after a year or two, they're going to get antsy and you're going to see free agency like never before, especially at the quarterback position because, you know, that's just, you know, Inevitably, I think, you know, there, you know, teams like, you know, you know, across the board, not just Rutgers again, you know, now will, will Rutgers be able to, to, to take advantage of that? I don't know. But yeah, I think when you're looking at the quarterback position, you know, um, overall, you can only have two or, you know, three uh, guys. And I think, um, I, I, I think you're going to see a lot of guys, uh, you know, on, 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 on the uh, market. And I think we're just going to see a, a totally different landscape. I think it's going to be fascinating. We've got the day for the spring game, May 1st. This roster, just to see who's on it, who's not on it, what's going to look like, uh, will be interesting in a lot of different ways. All right, so that's our football segment. Wrestling, Cratch, how was State College? It looked like it was a uh, 
a fun little uh, weekend for you? Yeah, it was a long day. I don't know. I, I assume it's because of COVID protocols, but the Big Ten had this great idea of having a five-hour break in between the first and second sessions on Saturday and then starting the final, the semifinals at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, as I tweeted, it was the longest day of wrestling I've ever covered. And, you know, I've been to the Union County Tournament, which – can go for a long time. So, uh, no, it was, as I mentioned earlier, a, a, a very strong weekend for Rutgers. Obviously, disappointed Sebastian Rivera lost a, a really you know great semi-bout to, to Penn State's Nick Lee. But, you know, I think they're still confident he's, he's a, has a real chance to win a national title in St. Louis in a couple weeks. You know, John Poznanski wrestled really well in his first Big Ten tournament. You know, I think Mike Van Brill was the story of the, the weekend, though, for Rutgers, a kid who, you know, has wrestled – been a starter at three different weights you know he went he's a natural 40 149 pounder he went down to 141 a couple of seasons ago when Anthony Ashnall had that season where he was out for injury before he won a national title he went up to 157 last year was a national qualifier obviously the tournament didn't happen goes down to 149 loses his first round bout you know just gets kind of caught on a big move and then wins the you know runs the table in the consolation bracket, beats the two seed, beats the three seed, beats the five seed, beats two kids that beat him early in the year, finishes third. He's got a great chance now to be a top eight seed at the national tournament. Just a, a homegrown Jersey kid who's kind of paid his dues and stuck with the program and has been developed by this Rutgers staff over the past few years. And now he's got a chance to do something really special, you know, potentially in his last tournament at Rutgers. All right, gents. Excellent. What else do we got? This was a jammed pack show. I'm not sure we've ever had this much to talk about. You know, and I think next week's going to even be more fun. We're going to be sitting here next week. We're going to have a bracket in front of us with, the, with Rutgers someplace in that bracket. And we're going to be able to talk about, you know, well, if they get a good break here, man, maybe you can like project the way they can get to the final four. That's kind of fun. How about that? Yeah, um, so I interviewed uh, Pat Hobbs for another story that you'll uh, be seeing soon. Um, but um, and we talked about it too. This is you know really the the glory uh, days right now at this point of um, you know Rutgers right now with 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 the success that the men's lacrosse team is having, men's basketball in the NCAA tournament, women's basketball with a legit chance to to to, to win the uh, Big Ten tournament. Uh, both of those both both basketball programs going to the NCAA tournament. Um, you know all these schools are playing. Um, you have 19 teams playing uh, this spring. Pat Hobbs did joke that he said that it's, it's hardest on, on the facilities people and the trainers. Um, and, you know, but we, we spent so many months uh, during 2020, you know, lamenting the fact that, there, you know, there was nothing going on. There was no sports. And now all of a sudden, boom, you know, yeah, you have so much going on and records are actually having some uh, success. It is, it is really wild. It really is. It's just complete turnaround. Um, and it's more fun, a lot more fun. Uh, all right. So on that note, let's sign off for this week. We want to thank everyone for listening. We want to thank uh, New Brunswick Development Corporation, of course, for being our sponsor. Uh, to Keith Norton for our great new introduction. And to all of you for listening. We'll be back on next Monday to talk about the NCAA tournament. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Rutgers Rant. To participate in the conversation and receive live updates about the Scarlet Knights directly to your phone, sign up at nj.com slash insider.